Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz this hour. It's a free call at 888-825-5225. And if you're Rachel, it's a toll-free call. There's no toll whatsoever. That was actually Ken Coleman. Sure. I said it once on accident. It's happened to the best of us. <laughs> it's but, a free call. Do you remember back in the day, though, George? You had to yes. pay. You had to pay for long distance. We're about the same age. Free nights and weekends. Remember that when that was the deal? Rachel great. had to call uphill both ways. It's a very difficult <laughs> life for her at the payphone in elementary school, calling Sharon. In the in the uh, airports, too. Wow. Little Rachel in the airport using the payphone. <laughs> That's a visual. Well, Alec is going to kick us off in Kansas City. Alec, how can we help you today? All right. So I have about eighteen grand uh, in total debt that I have consolidated. Well, not necessarily consolidated, but that I've totaled from my car loan to people that I owe to medical bills, college, all that. So recently... Uh, my roommate has told me that if I can't pay the rent, then he's not going to let me live here anymore. So I'm trying Sounds to get reasonable. squared away so that I can get back on track. Okay. So this 18K, you said it is a consolidated loan? It's all one giant loan now? No, it's not. I, I misspoke. Uh, okay. it, it's everything that I've, I've totaled up. Got it. So you have a car loan, medical debt, student loan, and a personal loan or multiple that you owe to random people? Yes. Okay. Are you having trouble making your rent? Uh, yes. Uh, the only it, I wasn't having trouble before, and then I made a stupid decision, which I thought was going to make me more money. But what um, was that? I was I was I was making you know a stable monthly paycheck, and then I had off. I had an offer from a friend to work for him, and. Uh, it didn't pan out. I didn't get paid by him for, for four weeks. So now I'm looking for new work. So you quit your stable job? Would they take you back? Uh, it's a possibility, but I'm not entirely sure because I am I talked to somebody that I used to work with and he said the positions are going to fill. So. What were you doing and what were you making? Uh, I worked at a, uh, at a cabinet shop. I worked as a trimmer. So I sanded the cabinets and I put the edge profiles on them and stuff like that. Okay, and what were you making? Uh, on in the slow season, I was making about five hundred dollars uh, a week. Okay, so two grand a month in the slow season. Yeah, and that's been for like the last five months. And in high season, what would you, what would you be making? Maybe around seven hundred a week. Okay, so that's twenty eight hundred. Can you go just get a, a retail job that's stable right now? Um, so I actually have already talked to somebody. Uh, it's it, it's a uh, employer nearby, just 10 minutes down the road. And I am going in for a uh, strength and drug test tomorrow and then consider, uh, hoping that that all goes well, that I'll be in for onboarding. And he said that I could start this week. Okay. And what would you make? That, he said that I could make an upwards of like seven fifty a week. I'm done with this upwards and what you could make. What will you get paid if you show up? And I, I, have, I have no, I have no assurance. He hasn't. What job is this? Uh, it's uh, they're they're called the Onyx Collection. They make uh, 
countertops and, and bathworks, showers, toilets. So is it a commission like job? Or I don't understand why they're not telling you what you're going to make. Depends because on how much work you do. I talked to I talked to the owner, and he said that he would leave it to the production managers to decide where I was needed most. Okay. Well, you need to get in touch with them and get some actual numbers here, because so far, okay. most of your choices have been based on assumptions. Right. And right now, we need to pay rent. And your roommate is being completely reasonable, saying, if you can't pay rent, you can't live here. I don't think that's unkind. Right. I would do the same thing if you were my roommate. I'd say you need to go find somewhere else to live that you can afford. Okay. So the 18K, let's talk about that. If you listed all of these debts separately from smallest to largest, what is your smallest debt right now? My smallest debt is to uh, Mercy Hospital out in St. Louis. Okay. Is that a few hundred bucks? That's uh, 150. Okay. So we're going to gift you every dollar premium. It's our budgeting tool. It's an app that you'll have on your phone. You can log in on the web. And when you enter in all of your debts, it's going to list them out smallest to largest. And so your goal right now, number one, is to cover your four walls. That's food, utility, shelter, transportation, and insurance. Beyond that, we're going to cut our lifestyle down to nothing. You're not eating out. We're cutting all the subscriptions. You need to cover rent because you can't get kicked out. That's your priority. Okay. The next priority is trying to stay current on all of your debts. So make all the minimum payments. Anything left over beyond that, let's throw at the smallest possible debt. And for you, that's that medical emergency debt of 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. But right now, the biggest priority is income. You can't do any of this without money. Right. So I'm going to go down and work the retail job until I get a better job working in the cabinetry I business. I mean, I would hang up with us, Alec, and I would call that company right now and just say, hey... Uh, here's my situation. Like, the, like I, I need, I need this work, and I want this work. I just need to know how much I'm getting paid. So, if you guys can't give me a firm number of of where you need me and what I'm going to be making, I have to depend. My budget depends on what I make in my living situation. And if that's not the right time for you guys, that's fine. I just need to know that because what I don't want you doing, Alec, is kind of getting strung around. And not that these, not that this company is a bad company, but I mean, I, I, who knows? But they haven't given you a straight answer. And for you, Alec. You need you need a straight answer. So whether it's like I know exactly what I'm gonna make hourly, um, but you need some you need some facts around you because I feel like it's kind of this idea all up in the clouds and it's gonna be really hard to plan. And if you have those numbers, then that's when I feel like you can go to the roommate and say, Hey, here's the situation. Uh, I'm gonna be behind on one month, but I'm getting this job. This is what I'm gonna get paid, and I'm gonna catch up and I'll pay double the rent next month. And you kind of have to get yourself like back under there, but it's it's a pretty urgent you know situation. Yeah, now, um, in terms of my car, so I owe a total of ten thousand four hundred twenty-seven still on my car loan. Um, would you suggest trying my best to get that down so that I can sell it and break even on that? What could you sell it for today, private party? I think about eight thousand dollars. Do you have any money saved? I do not. Okay. Well, you're going to need to save enough. You might need to take out, I don't know if your credit's shot, if you can even get a small loan from I, a credit union. If you don't have income right now, yeah, you won't With no income, they're going to need proof of income. Uh, but yeah, getting out from under this car would help you if you could go drive a beater car for a few thousand bucks for now to get you around. Okay. That'll help All you right. stop treading water. But hang on the line. We're going to gift you every dollar premium. You're going to list your income, which right now is not a lot, maybe nothing. Below that, all of your expenses, all of your debts. That's going to help you look at facts instead of just being scattered 
with your money and where it's going. So we're wishing you the best, man. You can do this. This stinks. You'll be this will be a memory in no time. But go work somewhere right now because seven fifty a week. I mean, that's thirty six grand. That means if you could make seventeen, eighteen bucks an hour working retail, you'll be better off. So I might look into that as well. This is the Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Camel, joined by Rachel Cruz. If you enjoy this show, be sure to check out Smart Money Happy Hour that Rachel and I co-host. It's way more fun than this show. <laughs> but it's true. You are. I think you're guaranteed to laugh during Smart Money Happy Hour because we do. Well, we and it's just contagious. have a good time. We talk about pop culture, current events, and money over there. Yeah, we talk about it all. It's and great. people love it. It's very casual. It's not a caller-driven show. We just take topics... Have a cocktail and we just chat. Sometimes a mocktail. That's right. You want to get crazy. That's right. And so check it out on the Ramsey Network, on podcasts, YouTube. We film it so you can see Rachel's face as she struggles to get through something without laughing. It's great. All right. We got our question of the day here, sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. Before the weather warms up, Neighborly can help you find local service pros like the Grounds Guys, Five Star Painting, and Mosquito Joe to turn your outdoor space into your favorite place. I like that. Huh. Find the help you need at neighborly.com slash Ramsey today. Today's question comes from Sam in Louisiana. My grandfather owns 45 acres of family land and plans to will it to me, to my mom with the contingency of it coming to me when she passes. I'm 26 years old, married, and live about 15 minutes from the land. However, it's not where my family wants to live and it's far off the road. How do I respectfully tell my grandfather to edit that part of his will? edit that part out of his will or is it wrong to sell it one day when it becomes mine Ooh, that's a great question man um it's not where my family wants to live i don't think I, there's no there's nothing saying he has to live there in the will it's just saying he gets this family land yeah i mean i would i would probably keep it you're 26 so let's just do some rough math your mom's probably i don't know 50s, let's say 50s. let's say she goes another 30 years. Yeah, yeah. God willing. Yeah, you'll be 56 at that point and who knows what the world is or isn't or where you want to be or where you don't want to be. So Maybe you'll want land at that point. Maybe you that's won't. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I think you I think you um I would accept the the beautiful gift of family land because I think even as you get older just legacy and ties to family I think is a really beautiful thing and then when it comes to that point in your 56 what you would probably do then is offer it to other family members to buy from you so it stays within the family. 
uh, is what I would do at that point if you don't want it. But I wouldn't I wouldn't make a decision right now personally with something that's going to be probably 30 years down the road. Yeah. And real estate is an amazing asset and a yep. really cool part of the legacy. And so just and looking at it- You your kids, yeah. Yeah, looking at it as just a wealth building tool and mm-hmm. a part of your net worth would be a really cool thing because 30 years from now, real estate's going to be more expensive than it is today. They're not making more of it, it turns out. The earth is what the earth is. And so I would hang on to it because 30 years from now, it could be worth millions of dollars and yeah. set your family up for generational wealth. And whether your kids choose to sell it or not, that's their problem to deal with. But I don't think there's anything wrong with just hanging on to it and staying in the will and deciding down the road. So thanks for the question. That's an interesting one. Yeah, that's a good one. Danielle is on the line in Birmingham, Alabama. Up next, Danielle, how's it going? Hey there. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. You sound excited. We like that. I am excited because I am in a tricky spot and I would love your help. <laughs> Rachel is specializing. We can't in wait. <laughs> What's going on, Danielle? So, I have I have quite a bit of debt, but the debt that I'm focused on right now is the most pressing debt. I have student loan debt, but I'm still in school. So I'm kind of pushing that to the side because this debt that I'm in is about 16000 and it's more pressing. Um, it consists of my car loan and then a few smaller things, a credit card that's at uh, 865 I have a small dental bill that is interest-free of 340 and then um, a small bill from school that's $130. Um, I'm getting roughly $5,000 back from my tax return. Um, it's also important to know that my car loan is at 27% interest rate. Oh. George, yes. George is coming through up I a little got, bit. Hold on. Let's make sure he can okay, recover. I'm good. You okay? You good? Yeah. Just want some of my water? You want some of my water? Oh, what's, okay, what's he, left okay, on this back. car loan? Um, do what? What's left on the car loan? Um, it is $14,406. And the car itself was 20 I put five down when I got it. And so, and this was only a year ago. The interest is just killing me. Oh, how Did much you, you just, uh, Terrible credit? To, How'd you get a 27% interest rate? So when I was younger, um, I'm a single mom and I went into a car dealership by myself with my newborn baby. They took full advantage of me. It was a Nissan. I'm actually in a class action lawsuit with Nissan because of their transmission. Um, my car ended up dying three times from the transmission. I still owe 10 on it and I can no longer keep dumping $4,700 into it for new transmission. Yeah. So I finally stopped paying on it after the third transmission and they repoed it. I should have voluntarily repoed it, but um, I just let them take it. So I have a repo on my credit. Mm, from back in the day. And so when you went and bought this car, that's what caused the interest rate. Correct. Gotcha. That was just a year okay. and a half ago. I got this car in March of last year. Okay. Okay. How much do you make a year, Danielle? Um, I do get some child support. So factored in with my child support, mm-hmm. I get roughly twenty five to twenty six thousand a year. A year. Yep. Okay. What do you do for a living? Well, I'm a student as well, but um, 
I work in dermatology. I was working in the clinic, making a lot more, but I took a pay cut to work from home because of my son. Okay. Um, okay. Well, the to answer your question, I would use all 5,000 and knock out your debt smallest to largest, which would knock out a bunch of these little debts that are ankle biters right now. Okay, so um, the three debts, the smaller, smallest ones, I have in order. Um, I could knock out two of them right now. I do have a savings of seventeen hundred. Great. Um, well, I would keep a thousand. I, could knock out, but I would. I would. Right. I would keep I also, a, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I also am in a pretty bad position because my boyfriend and I just broke up. We were sharing a place together. So my rent was half of what it would be anywhere, maybe even less than half. So I'm about to move into my own place with my son, and my rent's going to be double. Okay. Um, have you looked into other places for a, for, a, for a lower rent? Yes. A studio apartment would cost me about 700 for me and my son. Uh, right now I pay about 460 Okay. Okay. So it would go up to 700 if you do the studio? Yes. Okay. And when are you done with school, Danielle? Um, I'm hoping to graduate in December with my undergrad. Okay. Um, and then I just have to take my GRE and I go to PA school. That's a whole other situation with finding support for my son. So Yeah, yeah. And will you be working during that whole time? I'm not supposed to. I Instacart on the side now, um, so I'll still do that on the weekends. How will you okay. pay for PA school? Probably loans. Okay. How much? How much uh, student loan debt do you have now, Danielle? How much will you have when you graduate in December? I'll have close to seventy thousand dollars worth of debt for my undergrad. On top of the eighteen that you okay. listed out. Right. Okay. Um. So Danielle, I I I want to help you because I feel like the path you're starting to walk towards financially is going to be a path of destruction. This stress that you feel with money is um, going to continue on. If you can hold on the line, I would love to bring you on in the next segments if we can, just to kind of talk through this a little bit more because I really do want to help you. I mean, I think single moms out there, you're doing such good work. I mean, you're you're trying to navigate. How do I? Childcare is expensive. You're trying to do something from home with your son. You're Instagram outside. You're doing a lot of really great things, Danielle. Uh, but just some red flags came up there at the end of the call, George. So I really, I want to walk this through with you, Danielle, and hopefully give you a better path for more peace for you and your son, not just for this year, but for decades to come. Okay. So hold on the line, Danielle. We're going to come back to you if that's okay. Don't go anywhere, Danielle. In America, you don't go anywhere too. We'll be right back. Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz. Before the break, we were chatting with Danielle in Birmingham. So let me catch you up because we're going to go back to her. She has about 70000 in student loans, 18000 across some other debts like car loans and small, smaller debts. She's making about twenty five to 26000 right now between child support and working. She's trying to finish her undergrad, go to PA school, and we're trying to help her figure out her life. And so, Danielle, are you still with us? I'm still here. Good. Was that a fair summary? Yes. Okay. 
So we're back, and we want to dig back into your situation because you said you're going to finish undergrad in December, you're going to take the GRE, you're going to get uh, go to PA school, and all of that with already having close to six figures in debt while being a single right. mom. Yes. Whew. How old is your kid? He just turned six. Okay. Oh, great. Is he in school? He is, yes. He's in kindergarten. Oh, okay. Okay. I have a kindergartner too. So good times. Fun age. Fun age. Um, okay. Sure. So, Danielle, what's your undergrad in? Um, I am um, pre PA and it's in psychology. It's in psychology. Okay. Okay. Um, here is what I'm going to suggest, Danielle. Um, you, you said you came, you went back to work from home to be with your son. Um, took a pay cut for that. Yep. So the fact that he's in school though is encouraging. I didn't know if he was like two years old or, you know, how old he was. So I think one of the best things that you can do, Danielle, um, from a financial standpoint, which, which bleeds into other areas of your life of just stress and anxiety, anxiety, I mean, all of it, right? When you have your money under control, it does give you a sense of peace um, to be able to fall back on because money's the tool we have to have in this life, right? To, to make decisions. And, um, and I want you to have that control. That's what I want for you, Danielle. And I think the path that you're going down towards a lot of debt is going to lead to a lot of stress, a lot of um, strapped feeling months with payments and, 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 beyond right because i mean if you go into pa school with seventy thousand dollars an undergrad degree i mean you're going to be easily six figures right into debt um right so what i would suggest for you is that five thousand dollar tax credit um to apply that yes all towards your debt i was going to ask your car it's a sixteen thousand dollar car um how much how much could you sell it for if you have you kelly blue booked it at all I'm upside down significantly on it. It was not a good purchase. It's a Jeep Compass. It's okay. been in the shop a lot. I spent so much money on it. Okay. I, if I sold it privately, I could possibly get seven grand for it. Okay. And then I'm okay. left with seven. All right. All right. Yep. Okay. So the number one thing I would do, Danielle, is I would up my income. And I would... Um, you know, even if there's, if you have to find childcare there for the last, you know, two hours of the day, whatever that looks like um, for you. But I think one of the best things you can do right now is up your income from $26,000 a year. And, and again, this may not be in the field you want to work in, but I would find anything. I mean, anything to do. And I mean, looking at 45000 to $50,000 a year, I mean, if you can just double your income, um, with a salary paying job that has good insurance and all of that, that's going to significantly change your world, Danielle, significantly, because that's going to bring in so much more income for you. You're going to be able then to to knock out this debt with that $5,000 tax credit coming in. You know, it's lowered all the way down to, you know, 11000 or so and start chucking money at that $11,000, get that all paid off. And then I want you to tackle that $70,000 student loan debt. And I would pause PA school. And I know that's probably crushing your dreams right now but just looking from the outside in I, I just see you walking down this path into more and more financial destruction going deeper and deeper and deeper into debt and I want you to be able to have the freedom to make decisions with your life and for your son on on what you want to do right and when you have no payments that freedom is there and if you're stuck in a cycle of payments though and owing it keeps you 
in jobs you hate, it keeps you in situations that you may not want to be in. And so that freedom, I think, is one of the best things you can do. So if I could convince you to pause PA school and I would see if I could just double my income and even you said, you know, you're working Instacart on the side, which is so great too, um, a side hustle. And it, it's going to take, it's going to take probably, gosh, four four years, five years or so. To, to clean up the mess you have and then yeah. cash flow the rest. Because what's PA school going to cost? A hundred grand easily? Probably, yeah. Um, the only the thing that I was banking on is the fact that I would make 200000 as soon as I get out. I wouldn't bank on that. Have you actually looked at what people are making as soon as they enter the PA field in Birmingham? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't be working in Birmingham. I would move out of state. I'm from Pennsylvania, um, and that's where I would go back. What's keeping you in state now? Um, My son, because of um, child custody with his father, he gets him for like five hours on Sundays. So So what will change that will allow you to move in the future? Um, Once I have a a career-based job, if I move there, they will allow me to do that. So you could start a career in Pennsylvania now, correct? If I had a degree, yes. Okay. So let's say in December you finish this degree out and you move Mm -hmm. closer to family more support, and have a career. Is that a possibility? Well, You're gonna I don't move really anyways. have support out there either. What was the reason thing. to move to Pennsylvania? Just because that's where I want to be, and it's more money out there. Well, I would go to the most affordable PA school once you can cash flow it, possible, and then move right. to where you want to move to be a PA. Right, and that was another reason why I was staying in Birmingham. The schools are cheaper here than in Pennsylvania. Okay. Well, the key here is we don't want you, you're already almost six figures in debt. You're going to add another six figures to that and not be able to climb out of the hole while still making twenty five, twenty six. So that is just an unsustainable path that really freaks us out. And so that's why we're recommending going to doubling your income. What were you making before, before you took the pay cut? Um, I was making closer to 41. Okay. Is that job still available? Could you go back to that? I can go back to it. Um, the reason why I left that job was because my son got kicked out of daycare before he started kindergarten. And so this was just something that I could do. It's with the same company. Okay. I've just been working from home instead of in the clinic. So then I'd go I back. Go back at yeah, I would do that. that that's going to give you a $15,000 raise instantly. Right. That'll change your world to get rid of this debt. Yes. And once you have enough money saved, you still may want to get out of this 27% auto loan. If you can save up, you know, 10000 and you pay off the, you sell the car, you'll have seven left, pay that off, you'll have 3000 to get just a beater car, but maybe one that's more reliable and paid off. Okay. Would you, if, I don't know if even refinancing it is worth it or if that's even a possibility but if I took that 5000 that's got 17 in savings if I you have 17000 in savings so, I'm sorry 1700 oh um, I was like well that changes things okay <laughs> no, I'm sorry I wish um I could take the 1700 and take out the smaller ones that I've got built up my credit card the dental loan and then my school 
and then the rest is just my car. Could I, I don't know how refinancing really truly works. I've never done it before, but if I took $5,000 towards that, would that be a possibility to get that interest rate lower? It may get the interest rate lower and there may be a break even point. And so you can look into that because getting going from 27 down to even 15 is a win for you right now. Yeah. So you can look into that, Absolutely. but again, it's not going to change your world, but it may help you just sure. go from treading water to making some progress. So Yeah, for sure. And up in that income, Danielle, getting that margin in your life, it's going to it's going to do a lot for you, and I would I would make some drastic moves in that area first. Um and and I would and I would pause PA school. I really would. I would I would work myself out of this debt get a great salary job and you and your son have a stable life and then at that point you're able to say okay what do I want to do going forward and then you can make a decision from there but I don't want you to making a decision out of this urgency that I have to just jump into something because we make poor decisions when we don't have bandwidth This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Rachel Cruz. The number to call is 888-825-5225. Sean is up next in Wilmington, North Carolina. Sean, what's going on? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call here. Uh, Just had a question on if I should... So I own three rental properties, uh, four in total with my, my... primary residence here. Uh, and my question is, I have had a change in income here over the last year. I own my own business and business just seems to be declining. And I'm just wondering if I should think about unloading uh, some rental properties here just to kind of eat great easement uh, here. Uh, or if I should unload all of them, keep them, uh, what I should do. Okay, so you have three rental properties. Will you talk us through the numbers of how much they're worth and how much yeah. you owe on them? Yep. So uh, first, uh, first one here is worth uh, uh, two hundred eighty-five thousand. Uh, currently owe one hundred sixty-seven thousand on it. Okay. Second one is five hundred twenty-five thousand uh, net uh, worth and owe two seventy-eight. Okay. Two hundred seventy-eight thousand. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is worth a million, and that one uh, we owe uh, four four hundred sixty eight thousand on. Okay. And uh, how much uh, how, what, how much do you owe on your primary house? Uh, that one's worth uh, one one million, and I owe four ninety eight on it. Four ninety eight. Okay, cool. And that's your only debt, right? Correct. Yeah, the only debt I have is just these these mortgages here and all the rentals cash flow. Uh, one, I, I called before here on, on this is I'm, I'm raising my, when you guys told me to raise the rent on my cousin, but one of my, uh, my cousin rents, uh, one of these properties. Okay. So I'm like pretty much just, I break even on that one. Uh, but the other ones do cash flow. One cash flow is like about 300 bucks a month. The other one, uh, the one worth a million, that one I'm cash flowing about a thousand bucks a month. Okay. Um, and how much do you, how much were you making and what are you making now? So like on a good year, I'd make, uh, 
380, close to 400. Okay. Uh, bad, bad year was normally like 300. Now it's last year's, uh, I'm, I'm down to like around uh, 200 here. And I'm just worried if things start going even more south, then like I'm just trying to be prepared, I guess, uh, yeah. here on, um, I don't know, it's just business seems to be kind of a not going down here a little bit. Well, not more, more debt equals more risk, less debt, less risk. And so I think you're thinking through this wisely to go, hey, if I unloaded some of this, it would free up the money. I could pay down my mortgage. What's your mortgage payment every month on your primary? So we've recently moved from Arizona to here. Um, our old house was, was the one that we kept. That was the one that was worth worth a million. That one was locked in at 2.5%. When we moved here to North Carolina, rates are obviously a lot higher than 2.5%. Uh, we're at 6.5, uh, and uh, we owe that 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 payments four thousand dollars a month. Okay, mm. and are all these houses still back in Arizona? Uh, two of them are. One's in New Mexico. Whoa! I just found a property there, and okay. Uh, so just then, it's then, a lot gosh, of long distance landlords. I know. Um, yeah. If you oh, and I, I got property managers on on them too, so sure. sure. Did you ever raise the rent on your cousin? I, I did. We came. That was a difficult uh, decision uh, here. We came to kind of a agreement. Uh, I when when I last called you guys, I didn't want to create any sort of whiplash, but uh, we're on course to get to market rent. Uh, which he'll be on market rent in about another year. Uh, we were kind of doing it in like 200, uh, increasing at $200 because he was paying like well below under under market rent. Okay. And uh, the plan was to get him at market and he'll be there next. So he can afford uh, market rent? No. Um, then he so can't live like in this place. Kind of, Sean, okay. Yeah. Do, you, do you enjoy having rentals, Sean? Do, do, you, do. do you, you, uh, you enjoy was, investment property and all that? Yeah, and it's it's it was my main kind of retirement plan. My my thought process here, I just I uh, I could pass these on to my two daughters here, and like then thirty years from now, like if they're cash flowing, I'm also getting debt pay down on them. Someone else is paying paying down the debt, and then in thirty years, they would potentially all be paid off. Yep. And then plus to the, the tax benefits on them, it helped uh, the depreciation on them helped offset my income when I was making uh, closer to 400. So it helped kind of offset that a little bit. Um, so I just, I liked all the tax advantages and just sure. the appreciation, the cash flow. So it's a, it, I'm, I, I, I do like it. I don't mind it. Um, okay. I'm just, I'm trying to be proactive here when my main source of income has yeah. dropped um, yeah. in what I should and that's what's hard. Here. And I think that's, you know, this is a really great example, Sean, of painting a picture of like, here's like the perfect scenario, right? And you just walked it all through from the tax advantages and the appreciating assets and passing down to kids and all of it. But the problem is, is when debt's in the picture and something goes sideways, yeah. like a job, your income's cut in half. Suddenly, this beautiful yeah. picture, all of a sudden, the risk is what you're feeling. So I know what I would do, Sean. This may sound really extreme to you and you probably won't do it, but... <laughs> If I were you, because we all be in Wilmington, we all be in North Carolina for the foreseeable future. Or y'all going to go back to Arizona? I, I plan. The, moving here was kind of a, a big deal. We found a property here with twenty acres, and I plan on that being was here. Another okay. Thing is, uh, so uh, honestly, <laughs> here's what I would do: I would sell all three, 
and you're going to walk away with a with, you know it's around eight sixty eight hundred and sixty thousand dollars. I would pay off my primary home. That's going to leave you, and I'm not factoring in taxes, so you got to do all this, but. I mean, that'll leave you around $350,000. I would go find a great house, pay cash for it, uh, and build my rental back up. And and I would and save, because you got $4,000 at that point freed up because your primary mm-hmm. residence is yeah. completely paid off. Yeah. The life you could live, even making 200000 Sean, with no debt mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. You're adding a lot of stress and a lot of risk to your life right now which I understand if the numbers all play out and this whole game and all of this, like I get it, but there is something that you can't put a price on peace. And right now you're feeling this weight and I would just, and and I don't want to, you're halfway, you're literally on the other side of the country, like as far as you possibly could be from Arizona, you know, to North Carolina. And I understand you have property managers and all of it, but I, I, I'm simplifying my life. If I'm you, Sean, I really am. And yeah. Um, and I think you can build incredible wealth to pass on to your kids, whether that's through investing, whether that's for buying more rental properties that you guys start to accumulate over so the even, years. Even on the, on the property, that's that's uh, a million and uh, yes. that was that think, locked in at two and a half percent. Was I'm not concerned about interest rates, yeah. Sean. <laughs> Here's the thing, Sean. I think know, about I hear it this you, way. but you're not going to be taking out any more debt. So interest rates aren't even a problem anymore. Yeah. And you make yeah. two, two to $400,000. We added up the cash flow of all of your properties. It's fifteen grand a year yeah. if it plays out perfectly. That is chump change. <laughs> Nothing for you. compared. For so what it's you're not making. worth the stress and the risk when you can restart fresh and have it cash flow a hundred percent because you don't have a payment on the place. And even if it's a smaller payment, you'll still be probably doing better. Yeah, you'll lose out on the future appreciation, but you're also going to get your life back, and you're also going to get four thousand dollars back from your primary mortgage that you're not paying anymore. And so I, I don't yeah. think it's apples to apples it's again 15, because of the 000, peace of mind. Yeah, fifteen thousand versus gosh 48,000 that you're that you're going to get be getting back without having a payment on your primary house. And and Sean what what isn't calculated in all of this and it's something we always try to convey on the show and we can't always do it well cuz it's an emotion but there is something when you don't have debt Sean when no when you don't owe anything and you're not finagling and I know the cousin lives there but you're you're running you know math on the interest rates and you're figuring out how to make this payment the income goes down the stress goes up and you have a beautiful twenty acres with a with a no, dream it, situation it, it, happening it now. I've been I've been I've been following you guys here for years, and I was actually debt free for about nine months. And watching your guys' show is kind of what led me to do that. So then I obviously didn't continue it and got back into debt. Yeah, well, you'll so, be back there in no time, man. And you're not going to have the relational tension with the cousin. You're going to have so much peace. So you're much burn peace, less Sean. Brain calories. It's a, it's a better life on this side. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Well, and you're, and you can property. build a great life legacy for your family a great legacy still that's what's this hour of the ramsey show in the books